the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. It takes a lot of effort to care about your own money and not to go, ah, I'll worry about it down the road. Um, I care about your money. I looked at myself at age 18 and I was writing a business vision statement over the weekend and putting together some ideas and I'm thrilled to be where I am in life and uh, I wouldn't have thought that I would be here. And the fact that I can tell you the truth about money, the fact that I can tell you the truth about investing, the fact that I can tell you the truth about retirement lets me be me. And that probably lets you know some of my narcissistic side kind of be fed or something along those lines. And when it's over, it's over. I'll go away. We had a call-in break. Let's see if we still have the caller. Um, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. What's your question? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I was wondering if you could give me some insight on an IUL, Indexed Universal Life. I uh, hope it's not How old? far off topic. Oh, no, it's perfect. How old are you? I'm 42. Um, how does your investments look, your 401k and things along those lines? Uh, 401k are sitting on around 250000 Good. Um, you own a home, maybe? I'm in between homes right now. I'm about to uh, close escrow in a month. Who's trying to sell you this IUL, this indexed universal life? <laughs> That's a great question. So I got my sister, uh, got in touch with a friend, with a friend, and this person works for the World Financial Group. I, I which wasn't too comfortable with it. it seems like it's uh, one of those multi-level marketing companies. Yeah, unfortunately, there are multi-level marketing companies that push annuities and life insurance. There's also multi-level marketing companies that push like really bad mutual funds. Um, so you're on to something already. 
Uh, there's not a lot of barriers into multi-level marketing. I think we all know that. And the fact that it's a friend of a friend probably means this person doesn't have your best interest involved. Um, then again, maybe I don't either. Maybe I'm just saying this. But I'm going to give you the, the hard and the real answer on this one. And, and I do hope that you appreciate this. I do not own indexed universal life. I would not let my enemy own you know, index universal life. I do not know one financial planner that personally owns index universal life. I know a lot of people who are just getting into the industry who try to sell it because their bosses tell them to. You're confusing life insurance with investing. And thanks for the call. I'll let you listen online so you can hear me better, a bit better. Um, and you don't want to marry the two. You know, in some areas of your life, you want to, like, converge products. But not so much. Like, you don't want your car cooking you dinner. You don't. And yet, someone could probably try to sell you a car that has a microwave in it. It doesn't mean it's a good product. So, the internal costs are not guaranteed. Insurance companies have put together numerous pages on Index Universal Life. And they do a really nice job of trying to sell it to you. If you want an email on why not to go after Index Universal Life, I've got an email that basically the Federal Reserve has even told you not to do it. Our own government has said it's a bad product for most people. Um, I've got experts that tell you that as well in the email. So if you want an email, just send me an email, rob at robblack.com, and just put index universal life. So insurance companies, I think you need to read the pages of the product that they're trying to put in front of you because the guy's not going to tell you, you know, the truth of the matter. Internal costs are not guaranteed. Mortality charges are not guaranteed. Market drops cause double pain. Late premiums kill any guarantees. Dividends from the index don't get credited. That's huge. Huge. Next year, the market's going to go up nothing, so says Goldman Sachs, but you're going to get 3% in dividends. Participation ratios are often less than 100%. Returns are usually capped at various interest rates, so you don't get the upside. In the last six years, we had one market year that was up 33%. You get capped, you lose out. You don't get anywhere near that. Guarantees are not calculated annually. All of the above that I just said can be changed by the company. The contract can be changed at any time. It's not worth the paper it's written on. The risk is instantly shifted back to you, the insured. So the ones that really stand out to me, internal administration fees charged against cash value on any type of universal life insurance policy or index universal life, they're shown as illustrations and they run under current expense levels, but those change at the discretion of the company. They're not going to lose money on you. Mortality changes what the insurance company charges for the death benefit are removed from the cash value or paid by premiums. The cost for this one-year term insurance can be changed at any time. Market drops affect the side fund negativity, no matter what the side fund is invested in. Ultimately, the death benefit that you get is comprised of a one-year or annually increasing term insurance policy, which, as you get older, it destroys anything that you've built up in it. You have double pain, less cash value, and higher costs. Any late premiums, so you pay more for term life insurance every year, and the side fund underperforms on, on market or current interest rates. Any late premiums remove any guarantees in the policy, period. In most policies, even if the premium is finally paid, once it is late, the insurance company is off the hook for supporting any guaranteed premiums, cash value amounts, or death benefits. 
Equity unit, equity indexed universal life policies provide the policyholder no credit for any dividends. And that's a large part of the total return in the stock market over time, getting the dividends and reinvesting in yourself. And then those dividends get dividends and they get reinvested in yourself. And then those dividends get dividends and they get reinvested in themselves. If you have money actually invested in the index, you would get both the change in net asset value and the dividend income. In the case of the universal index life insurance policy, the change in value is only based on the determining factor and the dividends left out of the calculation completely. So capping returns in order to keep high returns in the market from crediting too much to the side fund is a strategy a lot of insurance companies use. Maximum return that they're going to give you for credit uh, for, you know, at any percentage rate through the index may have generated a higher percentage rate. You'd be better doing it on your own. So when it comes to annuities and life insurance policies that act like investments, equity index, universal life, universal life, the financial statement, the motto is, from professionals, from financial planners, from people who aren't selling you crap product and making 9% commissions on it, then they're getting high management fees. The advice is buy term life and invest the rest. You're a 42-year-old man. Let's just say, and I didn't ask you, you've got a wife and two kids. What you want to do is get 10 years of your salary for the wife on term life insurance. It can't be oversold. You're getting it till age 60. You said you have about $200,000. So by the time you're 60... Let's hope you have about a million dollars. So you get 10 times your income till the age of 60. Or if you plan to work till 65, maybe get 10 times your income till you're 65. The insurance company knows you're not likely to die until about 80. So they're going to win. So you get term, it's the cheapest, and you invest the rest. That's what I've done. Why do you think I've done that? Because it's the smartest thing to do. Now, you'll hear people on radio and television tell you about, oh, these guarantees are so guaranteed. They're not. And I could show you documentation that says they're not. This is probably the one area that angers me the most. You could have got fleeced by this person, and there's no repercussions. And the United States government needs to stop this. They're bad product. It's like a lemon financial product. It shouldn't be sold. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello. Here's the reason why you should never take advice from something you hear on radio or television. You can if you want. I think I give great advice. I think I give really solid. Anyway, this guy from St. Louis writes me an email. I stumbled across your show a few months back while at work. I live and work in St. Louis in my comfy little IT job and enjoy your advice while doing introverted IT stuff. I don't always agree with you, but I never miss a show. By the way, you're wrong. Teens should save and get a part-time job. If they don't learn to grow up, they may never grow up. And yes, you do need a show on Wednesday. I have to work and need something to listen to. Thanks for your great radio show. Regards, Gary. Okay, can anyone spot the two glaring mistakes here? Okay, my show is on podcast and it is national, so it's not that he lives in St. Louis. He said that I said, by the way, I'm wrong. Teens should save and get a part-time job. I've never talked about that. 
I've never talked about it. So he's hearing someone else say that, and he's attributing it to me. And he says, if they don't learn to grow up, they may never grow up. Well, okay, that's fine. But again, I've never said that. Um, I think teens should focus on school mostly. And, you know, secondarily, if they can get a job, great. But I think getting through high school and moving on towards college is a lot more important than scooping ice cream. Do I understand it? Yes. But am I going to insist that parents do? No. And he goes, and you do need a show on Wednesday. Well, I do have a show on Wednesday. So, Gary, you're listening to someone else and you're emailing the wrong person. Um, I hope that there's never a murder trial where you're on the jury cause, or you're a witness to a murder because you ain't getting it all right. 800-516-1220 to get it on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, you work in the mortgage industry, so you see a lot of what's going on. Uh, you put together a lot of the paperwork. One of the pieces of paperwork that you put together is insurance on the home. Right. You want to make sure the person who's buying a home gets homeowner's insurance before the transaction's finished. Um, is that a law or is that a courtesy? Uh, it's a lender requirement. Lender requirement? Okay. Lender requirement. I mean, if you own your house free and clear, you're going to obviously want to protect your asset. But the lenders have tighter guidelines on on what is required as far as what your coverages are, your, your liabilities, insurance. I think everyone needs to review their paperwork every five years. This is a very odd concept, but my business is worth more than it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I need to change my life insurance in case And building I die. costs have gone up and then and replacement costs. Well, before we get there, let, let me finish this thought so that people can tie it together nicely. If I were to die, my partner buys me out. I have life insurance on him. He has life insurance on me. Perfect, right? But we have to up that every five years because the value of the business goes up. Right. So that's kind of frustrating. With that said, same thing with your home. I bought my house five years ago. I could tell you that the houses on my street, the quality has gone up a lot with people um, rebuilding their homes, with their bringing in construction. Um, some people are doing complete teardowns and putting in super fancy nice homes. That scares me a little bit because that means yeah. for me to rebuild, it's going to be more expensive. Well, and and look at this mathematically, though. It's not always the rebuilding cost. Your, your land is what's going up faster than the actual rebuild. But you do want to still reanalyze your insurance policy every year, to be honest with you, because you may have bought new items that you're including in your house, or you may have updated a kitchen or had some new appliances. There's a lot of things you can include into your insurance policy um, on your homeowner's policy. So I would look at it every year. Most people, I think it's about 80%, I think it's a statistic, is under, they're underinsured yeah. on their home. Um, so you want to keep looking at your policy on a yearly basis, especially if in, in a market like this where home prices are going up and down, land prices are going up and down. You're not insuring your land, but you're insuring the rebuild cost and everything else inside. So let's talk that concept a little bit. Um, every now and then there's just true disaster. And you have homeowners insurance, you feel very comfortable with it, but you've been living in the Oakland Hills for 20 years and a fire sweeps through the Oakland Hills. You're not going to be able to afford to rebuild. You're, you're done. Yeah. You're selling that piece of land and someone else is going to build there. Um, because in 20 years, housing and construction costs have gone up significantly. And I would check your coverage, yeah. too. Um, some people might think they have the right kind of hazard insurance, the right kind of fire coverage. I was recently talking to a friend of my parents, and they had a home in New Jersey that was wiped out by Sandy, was the storm. Uh-huh. And a year earlier, their insurance company said, we don't want to own any policies on the coast. And they got rid of it. Uh, and they went with a sub a sub 
standard type of insurance company that replaced it, and it did, and they did not cover the flood. So you go and look at, at your policy, especially if, you, if you're in a sort of like flood, not flood zone, but like a landslide zone. I looked at a house not recent, not too long ago, where part of the uh, disclosure said that it was in a like a landslide area. So I mean, this, these are some, some of the things you need to have on your coverage. You and I spent some time on the East Coast in our younger years, and there was an auto insurance company called Katz Auto Insurance, and it was spelled K-A-T-Z, and there, the, it was a lion, like, never use an insurance company that can't even spell. I like using, I use USAA, my dad was in the military, it's the greatest insurance company ever. I love them. So that keeps the cost of my, and then I, I put my auto insurance with them, they give me a multi-policy discount. So I'm very, very pleased. I like multi-policy discounts. Everyone should consider it. Like, if you need term life, call your auto insurance that's a, that's and see if they can do it. a great piece of advice. Um, put everything together, get a, a lower discount, absolutely. And go with quality. I think Geico is great if you can't get USAA. Um, I would not go with the local insurance agent. And, again, I'm pissing some people off. I know. I want If Warren Buffett bought Geico for a reason and everything's on a phone and you never actually have a real estate agent. But, yeah, if you want to test your policy, I can call Geico right now or USAA and say, Hey, does my house cover if a meteor hits it? Does my homeowners cover it if, you know, someone breaks in? What's my deductible? Call these people and yep. ask, ask questions and get the answers before the disaster happens. With that said, very, very important to review your policies. That's the last thing I'm going to say because also on some policies, sometimes you designate – like I had, I had life insurance that went to my first life. That would not have been good if, Cindy, if I died, she gets insurance. Chad's got that story where one of his financial planners um, – out of college, had a boyfriend, and he put her name on yep. the policy. Shh, he gets married, has a kid, dies, and the life insurance went to the girlfriend from college. I mean, I mean even as small as if you have kids and you have more kids coming out on your property and other people, and you have a pet, for example, those are things that you need to change your policy as well. It's not just about the house. It's about the liabilities that go along with it. Number one claim on homeowner's insurance. Dog bites. Dog bites. Yep. Buy a cat, sell the dog. Yep. With that said, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about inflation. We can talk about the Fed. We can talk about next year. Energy prices should, um, I'm not going to say they've bottomed this year, but it should. there should probably be more uproom than downroom. Uh, this was a tough, tough year on energy prices. And the way you have to think of this as an investor is to really grasp the thought that this year's loser could be next year's even. It could be next year's winner. Very, very rarely do assets move down two, three years in a row, especially when they move down, you know, three years and one years of activity, three years worth of drop in pricing action. So anyway, I'm not the it's up to you to figure this all out. I'm just here kind of talking and helping you through it. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Oil's up 3% on Middle Eastern tensions and a weaker U.S. dollar. 
A Russian fighter got shot down for the first time, I think, since the 1950s or 60s, near the Syrian-Turkish border. Weaker dollar provided investors some incentive to buy more oil. Anytime there's news of a military jet crashing and Russia's involved, it's going to be an issue. A weaker dollar easing from an eight-month peak against a basket of currencies also lent to some support that you can get hard assets, which are commodities, um, cheaper than the dollar. So the dollar weakens, that typically strengthens commodities, which is one of those plays on gold and why I'm not a fan of gold. First and foremost, gold doesn't have a job. But second, gold benefited from a drop in interest rates for 10 years. And that's the only thing. Yes, there was some demand out of India and China, but not enough for the price move that we saw on it. Gold's recovered from near six-year lows as stocks in the dollars retreated, but remained under pressure from expectations the Fed's going to press ahead with its first interest rate hike. If you think the Fed's going to raise interest rates over the next two or three years, gold falls. And that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Uh, again, it's a broad brush opinion, and that's never necessarily a good thing. But, you know, I've been doing this for almost 20 years, 16, 17 years. Uh, you know that I don't get many things just absolutely wrong. Um, you know I have that reputation. I'm pretty proud of it. So I throw that out there for you. So other things to talk about, to think about today, for sure, for sure. Um, Santa Claus rally. It's right around the corner. But that's going to run into and maybe butt heads with the higher interest rate environment. So as we gather for the annual holiday festivities, as we start thinking about, ooh, when should I get my iPad or when should I get my TV? Should I wait for Black Friday? Should I try to do it on Thanksgiving? Should I go for Cyber Monday, which is now Cyber Sunday? There's several reasons for the rally, including anticipation of the January effect in which small stocks outperform the big cap brethren in the first two weeks of the year. Typically tied towards the rise in stocks is fresh investment dollars coming in. I haven't put money in my 401k in the last three months because I maxed it out early. It'll reset in January and I'll put more money in. That's the kind of basic idea. So will the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen, who I once said is the hottest, sexiest female head of the Federal Reserve Board that I've ever seen, even though she looks a bit like the Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doe Girl, um, she could be the Grinch this year. Raising interest rates. The rate hike now widely anticipated as an unusual lump of coal for holiday investors. The market appears to have already priced it in, though, because we've been waiting for it for such a long time. But there's a little bit more geopolitical risk at the end of the year than there was earlier in the year. So will Santa Claus be coming to town? Or should we expect the Grinch or Scrooge or the ghost of Christmas future? I love Santa. Having equal parts of a little bit of risk here, you know, um, I would always continue to have a shopping list of stocks that you like, stocks that you would buy at cheaper prices, Disney, Nike, Apple, Facebook, maybe um, some companies that could be consolidated and gobbled up like Celgene, Gilead Sciences, J.M. Smucker. So no matter what the Fed does, you have a shopping list. Either we go higher and you're happy and or we go lower and there's a, a discount on some of your favorite names. Jewelry retailer Tiffany 
which I've got a side business where I just sell the little boxes, and I tell people to go get cubic zirconiums and put the, the diamond chip in the box. She'll never know. Jewelry retailer Tiffany recorded slumping sales in the third quarter. Strong dollar was the story. Tiffany's earnings also took a hit, falling 8%, despite lower diamond prices, which improves the company's profit margins. Tiffany warned investors that its net earnings for the year would be about 5% to 10% lower. Do you think Tiffany's will be in business on the day you die? That's always one of my questions when you think about a company like this. If you exclude currency fluctuations, sales would have increased by about 1%, which is pretty typical. Um, What's interesting to note about this is this is considered a luxury company. And people don't really care what they pay for luxury. Uh, And I find that on the high end to be really true. What's the difference between a $1.2 million yacht and a $1.4 million? Right? Are you with me against me? You've got to choose a side. This is a civil war. Now, what's interesting about luxury, it's typically associated with high end. But I see people having, you know, some luxuries like lipsticks. I see some people buy luxury items like iPhones. A $100 smartphone would be more than adequate for you. For most of people who use phones. But they want the one that's faster and they don't know why. They want the one that's slimmer, even though it tends to slip from your hands a little bit easier. They want the one that's brand newer. So the iPhone, I don't get the luxury appeal. But it's kind of interesting because uh, if I'm at the gym working out, I'm on a stepper and beautiful woman's on a stepper, I might take my Apple iPhone out of the case so that she can see that it's an iPhone and not... You know, oh, good God, a Google phone. And I can say, hey, baby, what are you doing today? And she'll say, working out, leave me alone, freak. I'll say, do you see my iPhone? I see yours. And she'll say, leave me alone, freak. Great Google Moogla. Um, Google wants to start doing mortgages. You may, you may know that my friend Tony Mendez is a mortgage lender, and this is a story that has to scare the, the, the urine out of him. Buying a home is a major financial decision, and Google's got a lot of data. Google predicted that nearly one in two borrowers still doesn't shop around for their mortgage and set up a tool to help people make more informed financial decisions. Whether you're a national lender or a local one in California, people searching for mortgages on their smartphone or desktop computer can now find you along with real-time apples-to-apples comparison of rate quotes from other lenders, all in as little as a minute. It's a comparison tool. Um, Things are changing. You know, the Internet certainly um, changed music, changed books, changed shopping. You name it. Watching television. Will it change mortgages? Uh Uh-huh. Down the road, will it change medicine? Uh-huh. Down the road, will it change charitable giving? Yep. Samsung Gear, the television. No, no, no. Virtual reality. Sold out at Amazon and Best Buy already. Only a few days after it had begun shipping. There was a 30-second video ad this weekend to showcase the headset. The video demonstrates the everyday uses of the Gear headset, including streaming live videos, viewing 360-degree videos, and playing immersive games. 
the reviews on it have been pretty good. And that a lot of the reviews have said it'll probably be the best one out there for about a year. Google's got Cardboard, which is a cheaper virtual reality headset, smartphones as a screen. Facebook has the Oculus Rift from their $2 billion acquisition of that company. There will come a day that Facebook wants us to wear our virtual reality headsets while we're texting each other. So instead of, you know, tap, 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 you you talk to it like Siri, you go, Siri, or whatever. Facebook has one. I don't know what Facebook's virtual assistant is, but let's just say, uh, let's call it Zuckerberg. You would say, Zuckerberg, get my friend Robert Black on my virtual reality headset. A couple seconds later, I put mine on, you put yours on, and hey, we could actually see each other. Um, or the NFL will say, hey, Facebook, how about we, we let you put all the cameras in the Super Bowl, and you can now sell front row seats to the Super Bowl virtual reality. We're only going to limit it to 20000 so you could charge a premium price for it. Or how about a new Coldplay concert? They already have one that they've you know, recorded in virtual reality so that companies like Oculus Rift can like demo what a live concert is like in the front row. Um, would you be willing to get pay for a virtual reality experience versus I once saw you two back in the 90s. And I saw them a lot, a lot this year, almost front row little different financial world I lived in from the 90s versus today. But I saw you two. I got jumped online. I got tickets the last, you know, tickets went on sale at 10 a.m. I was probably on at 10.05. Um, didn't look at what seat I got. I just, I best available, took four of them. I was in the back row of an arena. You know, when you're walking up and you're like, geez, am I really in <clears throat> row ZZZ? And you're like, it starts with A through Z, that it goes AA through ZZ, that it goes AAA through ZZZ. And yes, behind me, I didn't have to worry about people putting their shoes on my, my seat. I didn't have to worry about people, um, you know, talking on their cell phones or anything, because there was no one behind me except for a wall. Worst show ever. So, and they weren't cheap, but it's neither here nor there. Consumer confidence falls hard in the month of November. The economy grew 2.1% in the third quarter. Tesla's priced the new Model X SUV at $80,000. So much going on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Some writers and critics, you prophesize with your pen. And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again. And don't speak too soon, but the wheel's still in spin. And there's no telling who that it's naming. For the loser now, will be laid out a win. For the times, they are her You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.
Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The tricky math of Black Friday bargains. Only buy what you need is the phrase that always kind of pays in scenarios like this. Um, which I'm not against. So it, if you are going to spend big money on an iPad this year, if you're thinking about it, get it now. Um, I'd prefer you get last year's model versus this year's model, but I'm not going to be the stickler. You know, I'm not going to be the one who is always telling you, like, hey, watch how you're spending your money. You don't, don't have coffee. If you don't want to have money when you retire, it's up to you. You can find it somewhere in there. Um, Yahoo CEO faces a morale challenge. Um, that job is aging her. Marissa Mayer has repeatedly said reviving growth at Yahoo would take multiple years, but a lot of insiders are losing patience at this point in time. Uh, will she or won't she do the spinoff of Alibaba Holdings in January? Um, the Mavens business for Marissa Mayer, they're growing, but a lot of that revenue is coming out of events. Maven stands for Mobile Video Native and Social Ads. Um, and they're just not going fast enough. So at some point in time, the company has almost no value except for their Alibaba stake. Um, is Yahoo going to be a competitor to Netflix in online content? Are they going to be a competitor to Google and web search? So far, they've made no, no, uh, headway in that. There's a site called Yahoo Screen, which is a portal for professional content from partners like Disney and the Wall Street Journal, as well as Yahoo Produced Content. Had 25 million unique viewers, about the same numbers it did in early 2014. Yahoo wrote off $42 million in expensing of that um, sector, or that um, uh, zone. So we will see what, what's up and what's not up with Yahoo. I'm predicting that she doesn't make it out of 2016. Um, she's doing some crazy stuff, like, you know, a, a, a party that's Wizard of Oz themed for managers. I mean, that shows me desperation for employee morale. And a lot of the people she's hired are leaving. Uh, so uh, what will she be able to spin out of it? Other big stories of note, Jeff Bezos, his team lands a spent rocket after spaceflight, the privately funded space company backed by Amazon founder and chief executive Jeff Bezos announced a historic coup with a flight of a fully reusable rocket. Uh, one way of getting costs way down is the thought there. So it might get us into space. There's been some recent conversation about, hey, if you land on an asteroid, whatever you get off, it's yours. Um, that's kind of a fun thought, right? The ability to reuse large rockets has been a longstanding goal of global aerospace and of the industry. Um, Elon Musk has SpaceX, and that's garnered the most attention. But not to be outdone, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, he's he's in the race here too. And you're going to see SpaceX continue to improve its guidance, propulsion, and other systems. And this should benefit us all. Blue Origin conceivably could be the first company, and that's Jeff Bezos' company, not SpaceX's Musk. But Blue Origin could be the first to get tourists into space considering that closely held rivals X-Core Aerospace and Virgin Galactic haven't said when they'll be ready. Would you want to go into space for a tourist trip? 
Is it a bit too much? Feels a bit too much to me. Blue Origin's also joining Boeing and Lockheed Martin Joint Venture to provide a new all-domestic rocket engine to launch national security and other U.S. government payloads. So there's some money to be involved in this. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. There's some story that I'm not really reading a lot into at this point in time, but Google's parent is going to ask some of their subsidiaries to pay for corporate services. Um which is kind of interesting. So like Google X, Google Fiber, Google Life Sciences, they're going to be charged for using corporate services such as computing, recruiting, marketing. Changes are part of Google's transformation into a conglomerate, which took effect in August. And it's basically the CFO saying, here, I'm going to show you everything. And when you open the kimono of financials, Wall Street loves it. We do. Uh, Wall Street does not want to be surprised. So 800-516-1220. Apple's announced that they are going to be able to do Apple Pay in China. Uh, who's going to win that? You know what I don't like about Apple Pay is you don't necessarily, with mobile payments, you don't get the perks that you do with credit cards. Uh, I know you can use credit cards through Apple Pay, but mobile to mobile, a lot of people are thinking you're going to be going from bank account to bank account. I love the perks of credit cards. Uh, a lot of people have that credit cards are a naughty word. They're not. Um, mismanaging credit. It's you. It's not the card. I don't have a problem with it. so, But I can see why you might. Um, don't let other people define you. And when it comes to financial information, I think you really have to do everything you can to you know, get a good career going. I think you need to like learn what your HR benefits are really fast. And then you can start defining yourself and how you save and how you accumulate wealth. Don't let someone tell you that you have to own a house to be happy. Don't let someone tell you that you have to have money to be happy. I want you to have money in retirement so that you can live above the poverty line. Um, I want more money in retirement because I want the gra- I want to be the grandfather who's got like five dollars in each hand. I want to be, you know, the guy who, who enjoys life and sees things. I don't want to work till the day I die. So don't live in a bubble. Plan ahead. That's my advice. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.